Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you with knowledge that empowers you to make better financial decisions in your life. Something I'm asked about all the time, and it's a tough one to answer. I mean, now let me tell you, this one's tough, is how to find a financial advisor who's not going to rip you off. Believe it or not, it's so hard to do. I want to tell you about some new alternative ways to find someone. Also, later... I want to give you an update on Walmart's in-store healthcare facilities. I talked about it when there was only one and what they were up to. There's lots of new information for you about it as a place when you need a doctor, a dentist, or maybe a mental health counselor, depending on the facility. So I had a real privilege recently. I was the keynote speaker at the Ultimate Nerd Alert event for financial people. It's the Bogleheads, who are devoted to the memory of Jack Bogle, who's the gentleman who changed the trajectory of investing in the United States when he founded Vanguard. And for the first time in investing history, investing became affordable and approachable for everyday people. Now, Vanguard is the second largest financial house in the world because of a singular focus on low costs. And Vanguard, truth be told, has had growing pains with customer service. And in some cases has excelled at customer no service. But the focus has always been giving people the best deals on investing. And they've changed the industry in so many ways. But there's still a lot of people in the supposed investing industry, who they're really investing in themselves, not for you in your future, with how they play the game and what it costs you. And so it can be very frustrating to find someone you can trust. I mean, not even to the point of you can find someone who will do a good job for you. I'm talking about even finding somebody you can trust to play the game straight. And the insurance industry and the bank-based brokerage industries have both done everything they could in Washington to prevent the adoption of what's known as a fiduciary standard. A big word that means something really simple, that the people who you trust with your money handling your future, your financial security, your retirement, that they must legally do what's best for you, not best for them. A legal requirement that a fiduciary enters into that they never would do what's best for them, that they would only do what's best for you. And yet we hear from person after person who gets cheated by 
a bank, a bank-based brokerage, an insurance company, where you're talking to people who may be able to chat up a good conversation, may appear to be very friendly, may be very friendly. But being friendly is not the same. Being nice is not the same. It's being good, honest, and ethical. And so this is a hard area. And Krista, I think about how much we've heard from Lori and our team, Clark Consumer Action Center, when they get calls from people who think they've gone down the right path to find an honest, legitimate person, not necessarily someone who'll be good at it, but someone who's honest and legitimate, and then they get burned. And even so often, it's my friend recommended, you know, very honestly, if a friend is an advisor and they might not even realize that they're selling really bad products to them. We hear a lot of that. Like, this is my friend from my friend from work's brother or, you know, something like that. We do hear that one a lot, mm-hmm, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've found some organizations that we're going to add to our list. One of them is one that only gives advice. I and mean, we've had complaints about Garrett, which I've talked about for years, that the Garrett advisors are interested in what's called AUM, which means that they manage your money for you. And they are fiduciaries, but a lot of Garrett planning people aren't excited about the idea of just charging for advice and giving it. So this new organization started Advice Only Network that all they do is advise you. They don't handle any of your investments. That's up to you. But a lot of times people don't know, how do I do this? How do I do that? And it's not just picking a fund or the right portfolio of funds or when you should put money in a Roth, when you should put money in this or that or the other. This is much broader. A well-trained, well-experienced person will be looking at your overall financial picture. What things do you have in place you should have? Is your will up to date? Is there a situation in your complicated family that you should be having trust? You own your own business. How are you handling succession planning for that? That's what a true financial advisor does. A computer can pick your fund mix for you. I mean, you can go get a robo for very little money that'll pick investments. That's not what a financial professional is about. I mean, picking The funds, that's the most basic blocking and tackling. But what it's really about is your overall goals, your shortcomings, your successes. How do you make it all work together to get to where you want to be in terms of financial security and in your life? And for if you have a spouse for your spouse, if you have kids for kids, if you have a blended family, how do you handle all that? This is what they do. So AdviceOnlyNetwork.com is where you pay a fiduciary just to do that, just to give you the guidance. And you never have to worry about a conflict because they're not touching your money. They're just doing advice. It's not going to be probably $100 to do Oh, no, no, no. no. It's not gonna, I mean, this is stuff that's not cheap because it's like going to see a lawyer about an involved thing or going to an accountant when you need uh, a lot of work done or CPA. So this is not cheap stuff. But if you are somebody who's developing assets and you just don't know how to put it all together, that's why you'd go for advice only, particularly someone who likes to make their own decisions, but needs professional guidance. 
And then there's another thing that I'm very interested in, a nonprofit called flatfeeadvisors.org. And flatfeeadvisors.org does a different thing. Normally, you pay, like if you go see a financial advisor and you use one, you pay them one, 1.25%. I pay 0.75%. 0.75% for them to make overall the kind of recommendations I was talking about, about your overall life mm-hmm. and how you're doing with your goals and making sure everything's in place. And they also handle your investments for mm-hmm. you. So you pay three quarters of a point for that. Standard in the industry is 1%. So what flat fee advisors does, regardless of what you have, you pay the same flat fee. And so different advisors state what their fee is. And you can see on the list who's out there and what they charge. But just because somebody charges whatever they charge for whatever it is they're doing doesn't mean they're the right person for you. That's why you interview them like you're interviewing an applicant for a job with you because that's what you're doing and you're paying them and it's clear what you're paying for. You're paying for someone who legally is putting your interests first with the advice they give you. And so this is an area that's been a frustration for us forever. All right. A couple of questions about this. I'll go through them pretty quickly. Jason in California, I took your advice and looked toward Garrett planning for a financial advisor to ensure I'm on the right track for retirement. I received a quote from a fee-only planner for what they estimate will be about 10 hours of work for a total of $3,500. They advise they'll take all of my information, feed it into a simulator, which runs thousands of scenarios based on my risk tolerance, and it generates a roadmap for my retirement planning. My question is, does this seem expensive? What is the average I should be expecting to pay for advice, given my situation is not a complicated one? I work a W-2 job, earn about 250 k a year. That's a good salary. I have a previously parked 401k, an active one with my current employer, and I fully fund a backdoor Roth each year. I own a home with a mortgage and no other assets or investments. So I would say, again, going back to what I said a minute ago, I hope that they're not just spending the time saying you should be in this fund, this fund, have this kind of account, that kind of account. The advice you're paying for should be wider. It should be your overall financial picture. And I hope that the individual was asking you a lot of questions about your goals, how long you want to work, various things that be pretty comprehensive about you and your future and also the complexity or lack thereof of your overall personal life which is a big factor in all this. And so 3,500 by itself is not at all unreasonable for unbiased expert advice. I know it sounds like a lot of money, but not, not against what you earn and what hopefully you have saved for investing. But if it's just picking a portfolio for you, then I'd say that's money not well spent. It's got to be wider. It's got to be deeper about you, your goals, and your life. And Gail in Ohio says, please make a greater distinction between a financial advisor and a money manager. I got three recommendations from a fiduciary-only referral website for a financial advisor. When I explained what I wanted, me making my decisions and managing my own money, two immediately said that they don't do that and hung up. The third said they could do that, but it would cost a lot of money and the contract would have a lot of restrictions and conditions. He said he would send me a sample contract and other information. Ha, I haven't heard from him since. 
So I still don't have a financial advisor, but I have since decided that maybe I don't need one. Going to wing it. Wish me luck. (laughs) You could. You also, this comes full circle. You could look at adviceonlynetwork.com because they're set up just to do exactly what you were asking about. The overwhelming number of people in the industry are all wired to manage your money for a fee. It's called assets under management. Again, routinely at 1%, although it can be more or less. It's kind of like this herd mentality. That's where the industry is. You're trying to do something to get an expert checkup, but then handle your own money. And so it's a matter of finding your way to those people. I think you'd find it at adviceonlynetwork.com. And I'm really sorry for all the hassle you've been through trying to find your way to the right person. And Kimberly in Illinois says, I just bought my first home with my boyfriend and we're getting a lot of these solicitors wanting to protect our home in case Uh, one of us dies or can't work. Is this a scam? If not, who would be the best company to go with for the protection on our home? Kimberly, I can't call it a scam because it's an actual real product. It is a ripoff to the max. The locusts, In the banking business, sell off your information or themselves will solicit you to buy a complete garbage product called mortgage life insurance. Mortgage life insurance is such a sinister product. The premiums on it are at least 10 times what real insurance would be to protect you and your boyfriend. So this is the crazy thing. When you buy this garbage product, see, this is a family show, so I keep the terms clean because you can just let your imagination run on what I'd like to say about mortgage life insurance. Is the beneficiary of the policy that you're paying at least 10 times normal premium for is the bank that holds your mortgage. That's right. It's not protecting you or your boyfriend. It's protecting the bank in the event you or one of you passes away and they're worried they're not going to get paid. And so they get you to pay this premium to pay them off so they don't have to worry about getting their money. So what, what you and your boyfriend actually need is something simpler and cheap called level term insurance where you would buy a policy on your boyfriend, he would buy a policy on you, and the purpose of it is that life would be tough emotionally, but it would also be tough financially if one or the other of you was no longer able to provide income into the household, making it hard to pay everyday expenses, including a mortgage. And so level term insurance is a really, really Simple thing to buy. I've got a buying guide at Clark.com that'll talk you through how to buy level term insurance and you will be blown away how cheap it is. And then guess who gets the benefit of the policy and the tragic loss of one or the other of you? The survivor gets the money, not the bank. Because there may be many different things you want to do with the money other than enriching the bank by making them not have to worry about if and when they're going to get paid for their mortgage. 
Now, I've got a, a thing that shows you how horrible this mortgage life insurance is on Clark.com, but I've already told you that. So I'm much more interested in you looking at the guide to buying level term insurance. And coming up ahead, we hear again and again from people who go to an emergency room when they don't have a doctor, they don't have a primary care doctor, and they go there as their doctor with financial ruin potentially resulting. I want to tell you who's trying to do something about it that's probably a place you haven't considered. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Three years ago, I talked about something new from Walmart in the healthcare industry. And it was a pilot done at only one Walmart store in the whole country. Walmart, like many big companies, has been trying to crack the code on the enormous cost of healthcare, the world's highest, with terrible results overall, with declining life expectancy and overall health in the United States. And yes, I know we've had all the Clark stinks about how I have to also mention that Americans often have unhealthy habits and things like that. But I can tell you, I travel the world and a lot of people don't have the healthiest habits around the world. I mean, we've got a problem in the United States with the extraordinary cost of health care, also the poor results. And the worst of all going on in the country right now, cost-wise, is what's going on with the big hospital systems trying to own particular metro areas. Nobody's really interested in hospitals and being national. They just want to own the market where they are and create as much of a monopoly or shared monopoly as they can to drive prices up. And nowhere is that more clear then if you go to a hospital emergency room, because the waits at hospital emergency rooms around the country keep lengthening, typical wait I think is close to three hours now, the cost of the bills, I think about some of the complaints we've had from people and questions involving a simple visit to an emergency room being 5000 or more dollars. 
for something that if you just went to an urgent care might have been a hundred or so dollars. Well, Walmart is the nation's largest employer, and they've been doing a lot of experimentation and providing health care to their employees and along with their employees, the general public. And Walmart's doing something I talked about recently where they're doing the virtual appointments like Amazon, but much cheaper than Amazon. I went to visit, when I first talked about this years ago, the first pilot Walmart location to offer what they call Walmart Health. Now they've opened 32 of them, which is not very many. And the states they're in, Arkansas, their home state, Florida, Texas, Illinois, and Georgia. And their intention is to open another 17 over the next 90 days. So this is an area of growth for them. And what they offer at these places is transparent pricing for a huge variety of medical services, dental services, and mental health therapists, all in these Walmart health facilities. What they do is they take some of the square footage of an existing Walmart Supercenter and then add on square footage as well, and they build a very approachable health facility. And you go to the entryway, and there's a big monitor with prices explicit for everything you do there. Now think about that if you go to an urgent care center, and I'm glad there are urgent care centers for a number of reasons, but a lot of times they're seeing the same kind of stuff that like at a CVS health hub where you'd see a nurse practitioner, or if you go to one of these Walmart health facilities, a lot of the things you're seeing aren't true urgent events, but they're an illness or a problem or whatever. And the prices are clear as could be. Used to be that way at the CVS ones, but not anymore. The prices are much more opaque at the CVS facilities. So they're not as good as they were before, but they're still a good place to go. The Walmart ones, on the other hand, if you're in a store where you see a sign for Walmart Health, look at what they display where you see exactly what various forms of dental care, health care, and mental health care, what you'll pay for them. And this is what the marketplace needs. We need the ability for people who either don't have insurance or face significant out-of-pockets even when they have insurance, maybe don't have a primary care doctor because of the extreme shortage of primary care physicians in the United States, and then somebody's sick, somebody's not doing well, being able to see that professional at a price that you recognize you can afford and you, more important, know what it will be is a great thing. So I hope that this continues to thrive in the Walmart environment. I wouldn't care who does it. We just need this in America and we don't have it right now in the number of places that we need. Krista? Michael in Vermont says, my 80-year-old young Vermont resident mother has a house that she owns and then one in the villages in Florida with an $80,000 mortgage. And she recently told my sister and I that if she were to go into nursing care, the government uses her assets instead of health insurance or Medicare. Should she gift the houses to us and we can rent the Vermont and Florida property to her? Do we need a financial advisor, accountant, or attorney for advice on how to handle the inheritance? 
My father did have a will drafted for my sister and I, although my mom has been very overwhelmed taking care of simply bills since he passed away in 2021. And frankly, we're worried she's going to, quote, give the farm away as he would often joke. She's polite on the telephone to scammers. That's not good. That's never good. I also vaguely recall my dad mentioning a ladybird or trust estate, but I admittedly know very little about how these work. We're just looking for some direction and anything you can offer is appreciated. So for many reasons, Michael, you need to be more nosy and more involved in your mom's life. And the last thing first, you start talking about her being friendly to scammers calling That's a direct ticket to poverty for her. I think that you need to consider potentially, uh, if your mom will permit, allowing you power of attorney and you pay her bills for her and you oversee what's going on with her finances before it's passed too late that someone would run off with her money, steal her money. It happens all the time. Let's go back to your original question, though. What I would recommend is that you and your sister hire what's known as an elder law attorney, very specialized area of the law. But an elder law attorney is an expert at the thing your mom was talking about, which is in the event that she does need care that the government provides through the state federal joint Medicaid program, it requires what's known as the Medicaid spend down. And her assets end up flowing to the state that provides her care towards the end of her life when she can no longer take care of life's daily needs. The point is, her very concern, yes, the state would take her home, whether it would be Vermont or Florida, depends on where she's domiciled, and where she would be availing herself of the state federal Medicaid program. A lawyer who specializes in elder law will be able to help with all these various questions that you raised beyond just not losing these homes to the state. A transfer to you and your sister has to occur generally five years before your mom might need assisted living, a nursing home. That's the general rule, and a transfer of the homes would have to happen that far in advance to not have the home seized by either Florida or Vermont. So sit down with an elder law attorney, talk through all these issues, and an elder law attorney will certainly be able to help you protect the interests of your mom and protect the interests of you and your sister. Ryan in Georgia says, I have a 15-year-old interested in investing. What is the best option for him to open an account to do so? This one used to be hard to answer, and now it's become pretty easy. Fidelity Investments is doing the best job of any financial house in the United States at being approachable and friendly to teenagers having investment accounts. And Fidelity even allows the teenagers to make financial decisions within reason much more than anybody else to learn the nuts and bolts of being an investor. Fidelity also has extremely inexpensive investment choices available, including a handful that are free, which are the Fidelity Zero funds. So no one else has mimicked what Fidelity is offering yet. And the amount of money 
that your 15-year-old has to have to open an account at Fidelity is $1. So I think it's a really good option. And if your 15-year-old is working at a traditional job, your 15-year-old can open a Roth IRA with Fidelity and start having money grow tax-free. And the average age somebody opens a youth 401k, I'm sorry, a youth Roth IRA with Fidelity now is 13.8 years old. So uh, it's completely mainstream and normal now for him to do this. Megan in Florida says, I'm writing to seek your advice on a concept I've been considering, becoming a cruise agent to enjoy cost savings on my own cruises. A friend has had a positive experience with this, noting that it paid for itself after just one cruise. I'm interested in your thoughts on this idea and would greatly appreciate any recommendations or suggestions you might have regarding the best companies to partner with. I know you have to pick a hosting company and have found two I'm interested in. You might get some Clark stinks from this from the regular cruise agents, but the goal of your show is to help us save money, right? Okay. So uh, this has been kind of a, a wild west kind of thing is becoming a cruise agent uh, where you're appointed to be able to sell cruises for a variety of the cruise lines, but not being a true travel professional and doing it. And there are tons of people that sign up and get credentials through one of these organizations. And what's in it for them is just the bookings that normally you might do for a relative or a friend that might be just a a few a year, multiply it out by the number of people who buy agent credentials from one of these outfits, they end up making substantial commission from it. I mean, as you have acknowledged, you wouldn't be a real travel professional cruise agent, but you're doing it for the discounts. And that's what a lot of other people are actually doing too. So Yes, if you want to do this, usually the cost of signing up with one of these hosting companies is not very much, and what you have to lose is the money you put towards it, but you may, in fact, save a lot of money on industry rates. And so I'm not going to tell you not to do it, but I would tell someone buying a cruise to go to somebody who is an experienced, knowledgeable agent. So... You gave me a really hard needle to thread there. And I hope you enjoy going on your discount cruises if it works out like you hope. And I want to remind you that we have our Team Clark Consumer Action Center available to serve you and answer your questions one-on-one for free. If you're having a problem with an organization or a company, you have a consumer complaint, you just need advice or information. We're there to be of service to you. The way to find out how to get that one-on-one free advice, go to clark.com slash CAC for Consumer Action Center. And that advice is available 30 hours each week, weekdays only. And now it is time for today's Clarky of the Day. Hi, Clark. My name is Ron, and I just have to tell you that uh, I am currently uh, 66 years old, but when I was young, in my 20s, my mother used to always listen to you, and she used to always tell me, you should listen to Clark Howard. 
And I would just say, nah. And today, I regret not listening to you when I was younger. So now I listen to your podcast every day, and I'm trying to get my daughter to listen to you, but it seems hopeless. We'll <laughs> see. I'm praying for her. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for that. And, you know, uh, there's something that I explain when I talk to certain organizations, trade groups, things like that, because I'm asked a lot in the media industry why we voluntarily shut down an ultra-successful syndicated radio show and went to podcast. And the reason was radio tends to have an older audience, and we weren't reaching people in their 20s and 30s when we really want to reach you and give you that guidance, get you on a good path, the earlier you start, the better it is. Well, also, we do have a wide variety of people of every age, but you have more flexibility with a podcast. you know. Right, but I'm not saying we're not interested in yeah. people uh, north of 39 years old. Of course we are. When I, of course we're interested <laughs> in you. What I'm saying is that before in radio, we just weren't getting people under 40 years old anymore because radio, well, it's not really where... Younger people are going. They're going to podcasts and they're going to Spotify and Apple Music and stuff like that. And so my entire public career, my rule has been you go where the listener is, the viewer, the reader. You go where they are, where they want to be reached and how they want to be reached. And this is a medium, the podcast, that works so well. Even having said that, I do um, commentaries on radio five days a week. I do stories on television seven days a week. And so we still, again, reach people where they want to be reached. Social media, newsletters, our, our websites, YouTube our YouTube channel. That's the whole idea. And somewhere, somehow, someday, whether it's TikTok or it could be on YouTube or it could be on Instagram, Maybe your daughter will hear something, see something, or read something that reaches her. And she says, that's that guy my dad will never stop talking about. That's actually pretty interesting. And maybe that's how we'll hook her. So that's the idea. Whenever you start learning is when you learn. We're here to serve as best we can so that you have more information, more knowledge, and more confidence to take control in your life. With that having been said, have a wonderful day.